From Bristol, UK, I'm Pommy Harmer. And I'm Melissa Shimam, and this is The Quarantini. We're bringing you this podcast every week to keep your spirits up and until lockdown in the UK has ended. And as with every week, today we'll bring you a mix of ingenious responses to the virus, creative ideas for the future, and maybe a dash of the unexpected. Why's a tune, hot flu? This is this song that you've just listened to. A big thank you, as usual, to Seb Gutierrez from the Old Bones Collective for letting us use this wonderful song as our theme song. Yes, and Melissa, I've heard three listeners say they want to see the Old Bones Collective when they're allowed to perform. So that's good, isn't it? Yes, they, they usually perform in Bath in a place. Uh, called the Royal Oak. So hopefully this summer it'll be possible to go there. Hope so. So what have we got lined up for this week's show? Well, we first had a message from um, another listener on Facebook. Yeah. She's called Lee Cox and she said that the pods three and four were really lively and relaxed mm-hmm. and she loved the Bristol and international elements. And she's looking forward to episode five, where here we are now. So That's great. So we've had good feedback and we've got loads coming up in the show. We've got an interview that I've done with Dr. Amy Pollard, who started the Kindness by Prost project, which we mentioned last week. And the mixer part of this show will include, as usual, a roundup of exciting responses to coronavirus. And for the dash of the unexpected, something exciting will come at the end of this podcast. But just before that, um, we'll bring me some music. I'm going to start by mentioning a musician I really like, Kieran Lavery from Northern Ireland. Uh, he's a folk song music singer, songwriter, and you know what he's been doing, Pommy, uh, because of the lockdown? Mm. He was supposed to start a tour in the UK, but instead of that, because he has to stay socially distant, physically distant and stay at home, he's done what he called an emotionally close world tour. So An emotionally close world tour, wow. Yes, actually he's filming himself from home with his guitar, singing some of his songs, and every day he's filming, he was imagining that he was in a different city. Okay. So he started in Toronto, Canada, and then he was in DC and Rio and Pisa, then Moscow, and then even in Tehran in Iran. So what it means is just he was playing some of his songs with some friends over on Zoom probably or another software, commenting on what he was doing, imagining that the audience was in one of these countries. Isn't it nice? That's a great idea. I love that. So it's called Socially Distant, Emotionally Close World Tour. Absolutely. Kjaren Lavery, check his website and he's also on YouTube, obviously. All right. So what have you got for us today in terms of music? So today I chose a song from India. It's called Sayan, a song for hope. Obviously, it's related to what we're living now, the COVID-19 and the lockdown. It's a cover of a song by Bharat Goel, and it's here sung by Gorashish Singh. Sayan, tu hi bacha de, Sayan, dard meta de. Hai mujhe pata ke tu sun raha, हर बुझती जला दे तू ही बचा दे दर्द दे अब जो है दिन ये आया 
लटकाया एक बस तेरे सहारे हैं हम साइया तू ही बचा दे साइया दर्द मिटा दे है मुझे पता कि तू सुन रहा हर लौजती जला दे साइया तू ही बचा दे साइया दर्द मिटा दे Sing, interpreting for us the song Cyan, a song for hope, written by Barad Goel. It's now time for our weekly roundup, but before that, just let us know how listeners can get hold of us, Melissa. Yes, like our lovely listeners that we heard from last week, you can email us at thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com or find us on social media. We have a page on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're also on Instagram. Okay, so what's first on our list? Right, something here in Bristol, Pummy, you have. Yes, I wanted to talk about the Eastern Cowfolk, the wondrous Eastern Cowfolk based in Eastern, obviously, who together with the Plough Inn have just been awarded £5,000 from Quartet to deliver, well, continue delivering veg boxes to the local community. They've already been doing this for seven weeks and they've delivered more than 2,500 boxes and a 1,000 cooked meals to vulnerable folk in the area. And recently, they've been joined by other pubs. They've been joined by the Lion, the Chelsea, the Pipe and Slippers and the Star and Garter pubs. They're all each adding 100 more boxes a day, which is fantastic, isn't it? Using up their own, bringing their own volunteers and delivering much needed food and meals to vulnerable people. 
Wow, that's very impressive how Bristol people, especially restaurants, have been mobilised for this. Like, because I think you know Dom from Pasta Loco, and um, a lot of other places like the, the Jamaican store on Jamaica Street, and also the Gallimaufry, they're all contributing to the Bristol Food Union and and doing their bits to to feed the vulnerable. Wonderful, wonderful city, Bristol. It is a good city, isn't it? We're really proud of it. What else have you got? I wanted to mention an initiative called Build Back Better. They have a website, they also have a Facebook page, and it's basically a campaign for a better coronavirus recovery plan um, that will obviously bring up something that is better than what we have now. Uh, They say, let's not go back to normal. It's time for a new deal that protects public services, tackles inequality in our communities, provides secure, well-paid jobs and creates um, a better economy, something that works for everyone and will also take into account the climate crisis. I highly recommend to check them, especially on Facebook, Build Back Better UK. They'll have some online events soon and we can all brainstorm to help. It's so important, isn't it? We, I don't think anybody wants to go back to what we had before. I hope not. <laughs> I also wanted to mention My Dear New Friend. It's a lovely literacy project uh, trying to bring young school kids to write letters for people in care homes. The project is encouraging the children to write direct letters to those people, like real letters, you know, with an envelope and a stamp. And uh, you can also um, check what they do on social media and help spread the world. Uh, They have an Instagram account, for instance, my dear new friend. And then you can read um, some of the letters from the kids and you can see the drawings and encourage kids, you know, to contribute. Oh, that's a lovely idea. So moving on around the world, Melissa, I've discovered a Dutch restaurant which is putting two or three diners inside glass cabins. And if you look at it, they do look like mini greenhouses. And the waiters are serving them with long boards which they're poking through the door. And it just looks really good. They're by a river and they're outside. So obviously the weather's got to be good. I did worry that maybe if it got hot, they'd boil because the the sun would come straight through the glass. It's the Netherlands, so... (laughs) They kind of oh, say, yeah, maybe it, maybe it won't get too hot. <laughs> it's a good idea, though, isn't it? I'd like to go and have a meal there. It's lovely. Maybe you can try here in um in um one of Bristol suburb where it's really quiet and you can just go with a friend. Yeah, physically distant, obviously. And I wanted finally to mention an initiative to provide face masks to some of the world's poorest communities. Uh, this initiative has been launched in several African nations, and obviously the. The objective is to help halt the spread of coronavirus. It's called simply African Masks, and it's a non-profit venture supported by a crowdfunding. It was established a month ago and is distributing cloth masks in the Democratic Republic of Congo, Kenya, Senegal, but also Benin and Nigeria, thanks to a a team of volunteers. Um, They have about 7,000 masks now. Obviously, they're using colourful, beautiful African textiles and they are made by uh, local tellers, uh, most of them working for free. You can check their page, African Mask. It's been funded by someone called Emily Serelta. She's a Amer- humanitarian worker in Africa. And she said, I hope masks can play a role in an alternative to complete lockdown, which is unsustainable in developing countries. Wow. That's a great idea, isn't it? So you can find that on Facebook or you can go to gofundme.com. All right. So finally, I've discovered that archaeologists in Britain 
have discovered dozens of Roman prehistoric and medieval sites while in lockdown because they've had the time to look at the digital photographs from some laser scanned aerial surveys. They have found two Roman roads, 30 embanked settlement enclosures, 20 prehistoric burial mounds and the remains of hundreds of medieval farms. The volunteers who've been working with the University of Exeter using this technology have dubbed the project Lockdown Landscapes. It's completely amazing indeed, wonderful. Okay, what's next? Next, we have an interview for you. Yes, we do. Now, do you remember last week I talked about the Kindness by Post project? Lovely. Well, I got to interview the woman who came up with the idea, Dr. Amy Pollard. She's the founder and director of the Mental Health Collective, and here she is telling me all about it. Tell me a little bit about the Mental Health Collective and what it does. We are a fairly new CIC. We were um, the community interest company, that is. We were founded in September 2018. And in our first 18 months, we have focused on our mission, which is to try and develop the social and collective uh, dimensions of of mental health and to create new innovative projects which enable people to come together in new ways. Because I think when, when people feel like they're falling apart and really struggling with mental mental health they very often feel like they're alone uh, and so we want to focus on new ways of coming together. All of our projects are, are very sort of participative and very much about bringing people together and giving everyone an opportunity to contribute so um, for example our kindness by post project which yes in a, yeah I was <laughs> so, going um, to come on to that and say one of your projects and I've looked at your website you've got more than one project haven't you but tell me about tell us all about the kindness by post project. So um, Kindness by Post enables people to send, you can sign up to send a card or letter with a message of goodwill to someone you don't know in the UK and have someone allocated to send a card or letter to you. So it's like a great big secret Santa for good wishes. Um, And for the lockdown, we're asking people to do messages of encouragement, particularly because I think encouragement is something that people really need. So it's designed, it's quite interesting because I think we're not aware of any other um, programmes of this kind. So there are lots of pen pal schemes and there are um, lots of initiatives which are about kind of sending um, uh, sending something to one other person or maybe sending it a, a kind of in a one, you know, identifying a group of people who are sort of particularly vulnerable or get cast in a kind of victim role. And then other people who are, who are cast in the role of like, we're the very strong people who are going to help the weak people. But we we were more interested in drawing out the fact that we're all both vulnerable and strong and you know I think that's one of the one of the lessons that has come through really strongly with the fellowship is that actually if you're not going to patronize people and are going to see human beings in the round it's better to break out of that kind of here's the victim here's the savior uh, model and respect the fact that you know those of us who have gone through really serious difficulties in mental health terms are often the ones who've, who've got the most to offer. And in terms of you know writing a message of encouragement or sending best wishes and goodwill, lots and lots of people who take part find that you know they're drawing on their experience of having gone through difficult times to because they know how it feels, they know how to be encouraging and how to know what to say. And it's a really powerful experience for people to know that all of those challenges that they've had 
that you can kind of put to good use and that someone else can can benefit from. And when I thought when I was looking at it, I was thinking about the recipient of the card and how important it would be for them. But I guess it's equally important for the person giving it, is it? Definitely. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of research in mental health, actually, on kindness and how the act of giving a, a random act of kindness is as powerful, if not more, for, for the giver um, than it is for the receiver. And um, it's really interesting when you look at research on how to get through traumatic events. There are three things that the, the research says are helpful in those situations. One is having a sense of agency and feeling like you've got you can do something about about what's going on and make a contribution even if you can't kind of fix the whole problem number two is being in the context of equity and equality and um, so not having this sense that everything's very unfair and that there's a huge injustice being meted on you um, and the third thing is is feeling that you're part of community feeling that you're that you're feeling a sense of belonging and um, we've designed the project with those three things in mind, really. And that's how we see this project, really. It is a, it's a movement, um, but it's a movement made up of small, small gestures that have meaning. And um, it's remarkable, actually, how much it does mean to people, both to give the cards and to, and to receive them. Yes. So have you heard from people? What have they said about it? Oh, I just... <laughs> It's really overwhelming. The reaction is just extraordinary. And let me just find a, let me just read out one of the emails I got yesterday. Just wanted to say thank you for setting up this campaign. I received my letter this morning and I am overjoyed with it. It's really lifted the spirits and put a smile on my face once the happy tears were wiped away. <laughs> Please tell me when you're doing another campaign. I would love to be part of this and spread more love and positivity to someone. Thank you so much again. This small act has had a massive impact. And there's things like that. And I can't tell, we have literally hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people saying that sort of thing. There's so much in this project, isn't it? So how can our listeners get involved if they wanted to? Um, well, we are opening our next exchange on the 18th of May. So that's um, Monday. Yeah, Monday the 18th of May, pretty soon. Um, and that's for mental health. It's Mental Health Awareness Week uh, on that starts on the 18th of May as well. And the theme is kindness, um, which is a great stroke of good luck wow. for us. That was <laughs> meant know. to be, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we're going to be opening an exchange for, for that week. And so you'll have from the 18th of May to the 28th of May. And all you have to do is visit the Kindness by Post websites online. Um, kindnessbypost.org and um, you can sign up uh, sign up from there on, from the 18th of May and, um, and and yeah get involved that way well thank you so much for talking to me and taking the time out it's my pleasure thanks so much to Dr Amy Pollard yeah thank you Amy now it's nearly time to finish but before we go Pommy what do we have <laughs> we have a cocktail recipe <laughs> but not just any old cocktail recipe this is one we've made up ourselves for you all you need to try it for us and let us know what you think <laughs> so um obviously it's called a quarantini and because i've i'm part of making it up we have to start with gin so i reckon two shots of gin to start with well thank you for that Bobby, because gin is my favorite base then you add some apple juice and a lot of apple juice. You like apple juice. <laughs> I do. 
And then I think you need a little bit more alcohol. So I've decided we need a bit of dry vermouth to add at this point. I don't know what, maybe a glug. But then we also want it to be sweet. So don't forget a drop of honey. Honey. Mm, yes. And then because it's a cocktail, it needs a cherry, maybe a sprig of mint and loads and loads of crushed ice. Of course, ice. Gorgeous. And tell us what you think. Get back to us. Yeah, we want to know what you think. Try it or come back to us with your own recipe. Yeah, be creative. That's it for the Quarantini this week. We'll be back next week with a new cocktail of ideas and positive news for you all. Yes, absolutely. In the meantime, we'd really love to hear from you and you can get hold of us by emailing us at thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Well, this podcast was hosted by me, Melissa Shaman. And was hosted and produced by me, Pommy Harmer. Thanks for listening and please stay safe. That's my bit. Oh, sorry. Yes, I always <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And stay safe. <laughs>